season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. The Super Bowl is almost here. Do you know what that means? It's time to win some money. This episode is sponsored by 22Bet. 22Bet is your one-stop shop for all your sports betting. Download the 22Bet app today and enjoy its easy-use interface. The sign-up process is short, and the sign-up process is remarkably quick. There are lots of products, including slots and live casino betting. Mark your favorites for quicker access to your preferred sports leagues and teams. 22Bet has a huge selection of payment methods, as well as options for cryptocurrencies. And transactions are fast, and no additional fees apply. Take advantage of your 100% welcome bonus for the first-time deposit. 22Bet has some of the highest odds on the sports you are interested in, along with excellent coverage of sporting events, including local leagues. Terms and conditions apply. Visit 22bet.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to a special edition of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. I'll be hosting today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. That'd be greatly appreciated. My co-host, Mr. Eric Warner, is with me. And we also have Jill Gallant from Odd Shark. He has been on before. My close personal friend, Jill. How are you doing today? It's good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm I'm all lined up for the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they think that as we get closer to the Super Bowl, uh, people feel a little, uh, you know, just dejected or just run out of energy. Whereas I feel like this is where I'm peaking. I'm ready to yeah. go. <laughs> Me and Eric, didn't we talk about this yesterday? We're like, we're just starting to get some juice, right? Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're like, I'm getting the energy now. Like, I think it hit yesterday. Wednesday was like my, my deal breaker. Yeah, I... I get more excited for this game too because I know we don't have football for another six months after this. So enjoy this game. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a long wait. So Joe, why don't we start off with this one? I'm really curious on your opinion on this. How hard has it been for you kind of to break down and find certain bets? Because I honestly, I felt like this has been harder than than more uh, than past Super Bowls. Like, have you have you kind of been like kind of on the edge and trying to figure out the best bets, or has this been easier for you? Uh, I, I don't want to say it's been easier or harder, but I will definitely say that the betting odds for, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, for props, like, like touchdown scores in general, we're just seeing a big trend over the last couple of years, especially this season where the odds are just kind of planing downward for guys where you would be able to find more long shots. Like the most, the most egregious example is some of these quarterbacks that you'll see in playoff games or even in the Super Bowl, where you're seeing like Tom Brady, to score a touchdown at like plus 400. And just last season, we, we joked about this recently, Brendan, like last season when the, when the Giants were playing the Patriots, Tom Brady was 25 to one to score an anytime <laughs> touchdown in that game. It's That's not crazy. that long ago. That was like week seven of, 20, of the 2019 season. So mm-hmm. now when things are changing like that, you find it very difficult to be able to justify betting on a guy like Tom Brady, who for all intents and purposes, like can score a touchdown, but just at plus 400 with those implied odds, it's just very difficult to do that. So now as a result, you're fine, or at least I'm finding myself with touchdown scores, having to maybe go more towards 
the mid-tier guys, like the plus 200s, the plus 150s, like the Mike Evans of the world, the camera breaks, like those kinds of things where normally I would be always trying to exclusively take long shots. So that's kind of where it's maybe different in past years when I'm betting Super Bowls. But as far as the props go, like the anthem length and, you know, all these different niche props and everything else like that, it's it's year in, year out for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And when you're looking at bets like these, I'm, I'm sure you compare odds on multiple sites, multiple books. Um, how is there a point where you can get to using too many books? You almost start betting things just because you think you get a good line on a certain book or do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. And that's not just exclusive to touchdown scores. That's all betting, really. Um, I think the main thing that I would suggest for anybody who is planning to do touchdown scores regularly or even just betting props in general, like I wouldn't probably go farther than maybe two or three books because once again, like you make a great point, like you start doing that, you almost spread yourself too thin in that instance. And then what happens is, is, you know, you might get a little win here, a little win there, but you're not really making any ground at either of the sports books where you have money invested. And the whole point is obviously is to make money when you bet on these props. Um, so yeah, that can be a little bit of a detriment. I would say it is still good to have at least maybe two, maybe even th a third sports book. It's just kind of like a, uh, like a safety net in a sense. But the minute that you start getting into five to six to maybe even seven sports book different accounts and you're bet betting on all different things related to the Super Bowl, it's just too much. And you're going to probably put yourself in a position where you end up losing money. Yeah, I want to give kudos to you. You're the one that put me on cool bet for the anytime touchdown bets. Um, you're you're, the, you're the kind of the one that's been uh, that's always been pushing for maybe go for two or three sports books. So I want to give you kudos to that. Um, I want to I want to ask you this. And I'm, I'm really intrigued by this question, which quarterback in this game are you looking more at for prop bets or which quarterback should you are you telling um listeners to kind of focus on because the Mahomes prop bets in my opinion are t really hard to predict like he, this guy's he fluctuates a lot with the passing attempts and the passing completions I feel like Brady's the more steady quarterback to bet on who what's your opinion on that I, I think you make a solid point there I think what I ended up doing is kind of staying away from the passing stats a lot because one of the things that we both know about these defenses is that passing defense is probably their both of their weaknesses. They're probably both better against the run than they are against the pass. But again, I think one of the issues with betting on Mahomes, uh, like what he doesn't need to throw for 400 yards to win this game. Like he could throw for 200 yards and Clyde Edwards Hilaire could all of a sudden break off runs. McCole Hardman could return a, a kick, you know, a timely kick to put them in position where they're in the red zone. Um, Brady, like you said, I think he does have probably the better upside when it comes to passing stats because a lot of the time what happens when you're playing Kansas City is you get down fast and then you have to pass. So uh, Brady, I think, makes sense for a lot of overs for those kinds of things. The one prop that I've looked at for Mahomes that I locked in this past week was Mahomes to throw an interception at plus 140. Now, mm -hmm. hear me out when I say this, because again, when you look at the stats, just the raw data over the last two seasons, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He's got, I think, 11 total, and that includes all the playoff games. But I think the main reason why I wanted to take this is because when you just compare it to both quarterbacks, like for example, Tom Brady, I think was minus 180 just to throw an interception in this game. And Mahomes, I looked at last year's Super Bowl, and I was comparing the Buccaneers defense to the San Francisco defense that he faced last year. And they're both very similar in a sense that they have very strong defensive lines, very athletic secondary and very like mobile, fast linebackers. So Mahomes ended up getting sacked, I think, four times in that game last year. He threw two interceptions. I personally think that that's going to happen again, because the one thing I love about this prop is that as great as Mahomes is, 
he could be perfect. He could, you know, avoid the pass rush, make a perfect snap read before before the ball is snapped, uh, put a put a dime on a guy like Demarcus Robinson's hands or somebody like that, and it just gets tipped. And there's an advantageous secondary or a cornerback that just gets the ball and it's a turnover and it's not even Mahomes' fault. So I think that's one of the reasons why I loved that prop at plus 140 this week as comparison to Tom Brady at minus 180, where it will probably happen, but I just don't bet minus odd props usually ever. Yeah, no, I I, I like your thought process there. And there's a potential for weather in this game might be a wet ball. So yeah, the tip ball interception, I could, I could definitely see that happening. I wanted to ask you about MVP odds um, specifically on Kansas city side. Is there any value in betting on anyone other than Mahomes for MVP? And uh, no, but at the same time there is. So we obviously know that quarterbacks generally dominate this category. I believe in 55 years, uh, or pardon me, 54 years. I think quarterbacks have won it 30 times. And then just even since 2000, I believe it is 13 times. Don't quote me on that, but I'm fairly certain those are close to that. So again, it just doesn't happen as often as you would like where you're looking at a guy like, you know, Levante David or Devin White, and you're looking at those sexy odds at like plus 2,500 or something to get that. And they really have to play out of their mind to win that award. So the one guy that I was actually looking at, I was either looking at Travis Kelsey or McCole Hardman with Kansas City, because Hardman is the type of player, like one of the players I immediately thought of who won MVP the, the year that the Packers won the Super Bowl was Desmond Howard. And I know that's not exactly the best comparison because I think Desmond Howard is a better player than McCole Hardman. But at the same time, Hardman is in one of those positions where he could be the game breaker, where he'd be able to score a touchdown without Mahomes's um, effort or Mahomes is uh, like, he wouldn't be attributed to Mahomes. So like, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to bet on Tyreek Hill, because if he catches a 75 yard touchdown and goes for it or same thing, they're going to give that credit to Mahomes because he made such a good throw instead of Tyreek being so fast and being able to make it to the end zone. So that's one of the reasons why I was more a little hesitant on taking some of the skill position players. If I had to, it would probably be somebody like Hardman just because he's so involved in other facets of the game. Right now, I think Mahomes is minus 120 for the MVP. And yeah, I, I think it's probably the only bet that you can make other than Tom Brady for the Buccaneers. Yeah, Hardman's one because he can like he can bring like a kickoff return or a punt return, right? He's got that aspect. He's also got the they do a lot of uh jet motion runs with them, right? So he can get that aspect. One guy I was looking at Chris Jones, 75 to 1 odds for MVP. If you're looking defensive player, maybe that's somewhere you can look. Well, and it's not a bad idea. It's just one of the things that you have to do when you do that is you have to look at the past defensive performances like a guy like Vaughn Miller or um, even Malcolm Smith to a lesser extent. But I mean, all the way back to 2001 with uh, Ray Lewis, you look at the box scores of those games and like Vaughn Miller and Ray, and Ray uh, Lewis would be the best two that I would use in this comparison just flat out dominated the game. Like Vaughn Miller, I, I, he led the game in sacks. Uh, fumbles, <laughs> fumble, uh, force fumbles and uh, tackles. I mean, when a player does that, and then the fact that how bad Peyton Manning was in that game, it obviously was going to be Von Miller who won the uh, MVP of that game. Same thing with Ray Lewis. The quarterback play was so good. I, the quarterback play in this game is top notch. It's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't really know if it's much of an argument and the greatest quarterback now so you know that you're going to see the ball be thrown probably at least 40 to 50 times, whereas those two examples I just mentioned before, neither quarterback top 30 passing attempts. 
So again, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm not really going to jump on the defensive bandwagon this time around. But again, if you're going to be looking at a defensive player, I mean, I think at this point, because of Tampa, you have to almost look at either Devin White or Levante David because of the fact that they could maybe get an interception, maybe return something for a touchdown. Like the reason why the Buccaneers would win that game is because of how well the Buccaneers defense played, not necessarily because of um, how dominant the Buccaneers offense is, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I com- I completely agree. I, I kind of think Tom Brady at plus 250 is smarter than taking the money line because like exactly, you said, yeah. somebody – for somebody to win on Tampa who's not Tom Brady, they have to do something special. And Tom Brady could just have a mediocre game if they win and still win MVP. So I like that there. Uh, I wanted to ask you, do you have do you have a lean on the over or under in this game at all? I ended up going with the under 56. And uh, part of me, the reason why I did it is I was just kind of really re-examining that Week 12 game. I know that a lot of people don't want to kind of inquire. I know teams have changed a little bit since then and don't want to use trends and don't want to use past results. But it would be foolish not to think that Tampa's defense is going to be just analyzing the hell out of that game to kind of see where they went wrong and how they blew coverages on Tyreek Hill. So for me, when I look at this, like I kind of think that, yeah, it, it's tough, man. I really think that Tampa is going to win this game. I, like right now, if I had to pick, it's going to be the under, and it's going to be because the only way that Tampa wins this game <laughs> is by keeping this team under 25 points. So, yeah, that's where I'm going with that right now is I'm leaning to the under. All right, Jill, prediction time before you go. Give me and give me give us listeners your two favorite prop bets for Super Bowl. Okay. Two favorites. Well, I think you and I are on the same page already with this one, and I've already probably, you know, <laughs> probably his biggest cheerleader going into this game. But again, I think McCole Hardman at plus 225, he's my best bet to score a touchdown in this game for a lot of the reasons that I already listed, just because of how involved he is in the special teams game. But also, because of that week 12 game and watching the Buccaneers defense just get roasted by Tyreek Hill, you know that they're going to have double coverage on him the entire game. And not only that, they're going to probably try to swing as much double coverage as they can, but maybe even have David and and Devin White cover Travis Kelsey. So what that's going to do is that it's automatically going to leave opportunity open for Hardman, Watkins, and to a lesser extent, Demarcus Robinson. And I went back and I looked at the, through the uh, previous stats just to see how when Watkins and Hardman are on the field together, like who scores more, who gets more snap counts or whatever. Now, obviously, Watkins had higher of a snap count. Um, than Hardman, but Hardman was able to do more with his touches and was actually scoring touchdowns, whereas Watkins had one big game uh, at the start of last year where he had three touchdowns and really has scored one touchdown since then. So um, I really think McCole Hardman would be my favorite touchdown scorer of the game. Now, Cameron Braith for the Buccaneers at plus 350 is probably my other favorite touchdown scorer for any time touchdowns because we're seeing already with Gronk just in the latter stages of his career and also with the way that Tampa likes to do their protection, project, uh, protections rather, um, that they like to use him as a primary blocker. And you're seeing him, like you saw him against uh, the Packers. Like he was handling like guys like Zadarius Smith one-on-one. Like and you don't see that very often for a blocking tight end who's also as great of a pass catcher as he is. Now, as a result, Cameron Braid snaps and target shares have, have increased since the playoffs have started. He scored only one touchdown in the playoffs, but it was against the Packers. Um, 
He's, but the one thing I did look at is that he does have the same amount of red zone targets as Gronk does in these playoffs. So for me, just looking at the odds comparison of a plus 200 to a plus 350, it's a no-brainer to want to go after Braid instead because you're just getting a better odds value for a guy who's probably not going to be used as a blocker as much as Gronk is. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm on both of those. I have added both those to my ticket, so I love those two bets. Um, you are on the Buccaneers. You already said that? I am, I but I am doing Bucks money line. I'm not doing the plus three, plus three and a half wimpy stuff. I'm going to be taking the <laughs> money line, and it's a black and white game. Like again, I I think one of the reasons why I'm on them, obviously, I think their defense is going to be able to prevail and keep Mahomes in check. But I do think now, like when when the when the topic of the story of Tampa being able to play at home for the Super Bowl was brought up, we obviously all thought that that storyline was just going to get beaten to the ground. And it has, but now we're at Super Bowl week, and I feel like uh, people aren't really talking about that enough. Like, I feel like that's something that in this COVID world we live in, it's such a huge leg up to be able to play the biggest game of the year on your home field. And the fact that, like, Casey isn't traveling into Tampa till like, the day before, so getting acclimated uh, to the time change and then also just to be not sleeping in your own bed, like, all those factors – while they're not necessarily quantifiable with stats, I do think that there is a mental play here that you have to take that in consideration. So for me, I feel like Tampa does have the edge in this spot. So I'm going to be taking them at money line at plus 150. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much, Joe. Before you go, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find your work? Yeah, so I'm uh, the one of the main uh, basketball and uh, football writers at Oddshark at oddshark.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GDog5000, where I release all my touchdown score picks and NBA picks or any of the content that I write. I usually promote it through that as well. So yeah, come check it out. And uh, we'll be on Instagram on Sunday for Oddshark, uh, releasing uh, our favorite betting props for the game and uh, some shenanigans type of content. So come check us out there on Instagram. Awesome. Thanks, man. Enjoy the game. Thanks a lot, guys. That is Gilles Galan of Odd Shark. Eric, that guy's the damn man. He's helped me out yeah. so much this year with prop bets and stuff. I can't thank that guy enough. Yeah, I, I could talk props all day with Gilles. Yeah. No problem. All right. Before we get into it, so what me and Eric are going to do, we're going to do our favorite 10 bets of the game. Not one, not two, not three, not six, not seven. We're going 10. 10 bets for the game. One of them is going to be our game pick. So nine, I guess, plus the game pick. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got nine winners here at Warrensy. But before we do that, a couple housekeeping things. Double Doink listeners and myself, I want to wish Eric Warner a very happy birthday. 26 <laughs> years old, man. Uh, do you feel any older today? Oh, I, I definitely <laughs> do, man. We're getting old. We're getting old. Thank yeah. you, but... <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to trying that burger joint you recommended. Yeah, burgers on fleek. Shout out to them. I had it on Friday night. It's the new burger town joint in, in our new burger joint in our town. I loved it. So make sure you check that out. And um, one other thing I wanted to throw out, I was it's been a it's been a little not emotional day, but I, I've loved this day. You know what? Three years ago today, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, and it's uh been kind of reminiscent today, Warnsy. Yeah, I can imagine. I still remember you crying, uh, crying at my house when they won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will always remember that, man. That was such a good game. It's crazy. I was looking at the box score of the game, um, and like just the New England Patriots box score is hilarious. I'm, I'm going to pull it up here in a sec. You're going to like this. Um, they had three receivers. Danny Amendola went eight for one fifty-two. Chris Hogan went six for one twenty-eight. Rob Gronkowski went nine for one sixteen. 
Brady went 28 of 48 for 505 yards oh. and three touchdowns, and they still lost. Yeah, I that was that was unquestionably the best Super Bowl from a game standpoint, entertainment, um, in a long time. Like, yeah, both quarterbacks were just on fire, throwing dimes everywhere. The yards were off the hook. Um, every single prop that year was over. Like. Every yeah. player, every <laughs> yardage was over, and then it followed it up next year with the biggest Super Bowl died. Yeah, that's true. The Patriots versus Rams, which every single prop was under. Yeah, I hated that Super Bowl. I still remember how boring oh, that game was. That was a yeah. top watch. Um, okay, so we are. So let's let's get this on the let's get this out here early. We are tied. We and Eric have done our point our against the spread picks all year, three per week. Um, and it all comes down to this. We are tied somehow, some way. And yeah. what we decided to do, we are on other sides of the spectrum in this game. So once one guy's got one pick, one guy's got the other. So it's going to be decided, Warnsy. Monday, we're going to know. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's pretty obvious what sides we're going to be on based on our props, I think. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to kick us off here. Okay. So again, nine bets we each have. Again, this can go from anything, anything that we could find a way to put money on. This is what our bets are. But this isn't just prop bets. These are anything. In sports books have basically, there's so much you can bet on now in sports books. Okay? I, was, I was laughing my head off at some of the stuff you can bet on. So just buckle up and let's start. I'm going to kick it off with a prop bet. I am going Byron Pringle under 10 and a half receiving yards. All signs are pointing to Sammy Watkins getting the start on Sunday. And when Watkins is on the field, the guy that gets the most effect to it is Byron Pringle. It looks like Demarcus Demarcus Robinson is also going to play. Um, he has he has tested negative in back-to-back days. He had some COVID scares because of the because of the barber, barber fiasco. So it looks like he's also going to play. In weeks 15 and 16 this year, when Watkins was at his healthiest, Pringle saw below 10% of the offensive snaps. And when Watkins is on the field, Byron Pringle only has one catch this season. So um, I think that's a solid bet. I, I'm not a big under guy, but I think that one's worth it. All right. Nice. I like that. Um, yeah. My first one, I'm all, I'm normally not an under guy as well, but I'm yeah. going to give you an under here. And it's the first half total points under 27 and a half. Tom Brady has never scored a touchdown in the first quarter in all nine of his Super Bowl appearances. That's a nugget. Yeah I, yeah, I was surprised by that. Not one time did Brady just get the ball and drive down the field and score. That's surprising. So I, I'm on that first half under 27 and a half points. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's cool. Brady actually has been a second half guy this year. I've kind of noticed. Um, even like if you kind of think back to when the, when the Buccaneers got a spark, it was that second half in that Falcons game, right? Like mm. about six, seven weeks ago. That since then they've been rock solid. So that's that's uh, that's a good look. The, the Buccaneers are are slow starters. All right, let's get weird here, Warnsy. Color of the first liquid poured on the winning head coach. I'm going orange plus one ten. Look, I know this is out in left field, but hear me out for a sec. The Chiefs poured orange Gatorade on Andy Reid's head last year when they won. Um, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, I think orange is a good bet. If you take a look at the history of this bet, they're usually the colors of the team that won. The Chiefs have some orange in them. I'm just going from last year, plus 110. I think there's value there. All right. I, I wish yeah. I could uh, deep dive into some analytics on that one, but I don't yeah. I don't have any statistics <laughs> to back right. that up. But okay, go with it. Go with I it. All righty, my next one. I'm going to go... 
Ryan Suckup made field goals under one and a half. Interesting. Ryan, Ryan Suckup is the kicker of the Buccaneers. If you're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you got to get touchdowns. Everybody knows that. It's no secret. I think any fourth and short, Bruce Arians will be going for it. Um, so I got the buffer of one and a half. Those are plus even odds, by the way, plus a hundred. So I'm, I'm going to take that chance because Bruce Arians knows you can't beat the Chiefs with field goals. It's a good point. Yeah. The kicking game. I'm going to tail off your pick here. I'm going, I missed extra point in this game at plus 120. Harrison Butker, man, he's missed seven extra points this year. Um, I think that's a good bet. And like the kicking game is, is, Gets crazy sometimes at Super Bowls, right? I'm, we just talked about that Eagles Patriots Super Bowl, tons of missed kicks there. I think plus one twenty provides good value. Right on, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and there we didn't really talk about it with Jill. There, there is potential for weather in this game. Yeah. Um, there could be some wind, some rain. So yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, my next uh, bet, I'm gonna. This is one of my longer odds bets. First touchdown score. I haven't decided yet. I'm either going to take Mike Evans or Leonard Fournette. They're both plus 1,100 right now. I might actually just do half a unit on each. Tampa Bay has asked for the ball two straight times to start the playoffs this year. And Andy Reid and the Chiefs, he hasn't. He has deferred for two straight seasons. Yeah. So I'm pretty confident in Tampa getting the ball first. If you look at all of the first touchdown score and odds, Guys like Kelsey and Hill, they're they're more in the plus plus six hundred range because they're assuming Kansas City will score first. But I, I'm pretty confident Tampa's going to get the ball first, so I'm taking a chance with one of those two guys getting the first touchdown at plus eleven hundred. Yeah, I'm going to tail. I'm going to piggyback kind of that that sort of bet. But I like how you brought up the Buccaneers getting the ball first. I read a stat on Twitter today where the Buccaneers have a sixty four percent chance of getting the ball first. Just the fact that the Chiefs like to defer. Um, and just the coin toss odds. So, yeah, there, there's definitely some value there. Um, but I'm going Travis Kelsey first touchdown plus 650. Mm. I am. I don't see a scenario in this game where Travis Kelsey doesn't dominate. He Even even in the last game against the Buccaneers in one of his worst games of the year, he had eight catches for 82 yards. <laughs> and that was because that's because uh, Tyree Kill had 269 yards in that game. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Buccaneers will take that away. Um, Travis Kelsey has seven touchdowns in his last six games. Uh, I, I think that's the safest bet for the first touchdown. Yeah, yeah. If I was to pick somebody on the Chiefs, it would absolutely be Kelsey. They mm -hmm. they use him so well around the goal line. Like he even got the chance of a shovel pass from the two yard line. He he's just a matchup nightmare. He's always yep. open. Uh, my next prop, I'm gonna go Mahomes over 41 and a half pass attempts. I think Andy Reid is a smart guy. Everybody in the world knows how good the Bucks run defense is. I think he's gonna be looking to extend the run game into short passes. I think Mahomes is going to be getting the ball out quickly because of the threat of pressure. So there's going to be a lot of short passes that are technically their run game. So I think Mahomes goes over that 41 and a half pass yards and you can get that at minus 120 right now. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I changed my pick. I originally had it under, then the more I dove into it, I realized that the over was definitely the play on the Mahomes uh, Mahomes total. And last time these two teams played, I think he had like 50 attempts or something like that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and yeah. they were leading that whole game. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so you, yeah. Yeah, they'll probably do a similar game plan, right? Like what works. So that, make, that definitely makes sense. All right. Mm -hmm. My favorite – well, I don't know if it's my favorite bet, but one of my favorite bets of the day, and we're going off the board here, 
national anthem over one minute and 57 seconds. Okay, here's my reason why. If you're trying to find an Eric Church clip of him singing the national anthem, don't bother oh, yeah. it. It does not exist. However, he will be teaming up with Jasmine Sullivan for the first duet performance of the Super Bowl since 2006. Aaron Neville and Aretha Franklin, the great, hit 208 on that performance. When people are when multiple people are singing, it's easy for them to get caught up in the moment, take their time a little. Also, Eric Church is probably going to be wielding that a guitar of his in the performance, I'm guessing. So I think that's going to maybe take the national anthem over that two-minute mark, at least over that 157. I think minus 108, solid odds there. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, were, were you at Boots with me when we we saw Eric Church live? And he I just not, I missed that year, though. No. Okay. I, yeah. I've seen Eric Church live, and he literally just the whole performance just sat on a sat on a stool and played a guitar. He didn't stand yeah. up once. He just well, how is, is very, he, he take his time? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I was just gonna say he's a very slow pace, just sits there and plays his guitar kind of guy. So I, I would definitely lean over before I took under. Yeah, the under actually is the better odds to, or the worse odds. To, you get better odds with the over because I think it's been under in like four of the last five years. But again, there's a duet. There's, there's a, this is a different a different way to look at it. So I, I like the over. Right on. Okay. Uh, one of my – this next prop is one of my safer props. It's a lot of juice. It's minus 140. But I think Leonard Fournette going over three and a half receptions is a lock. Uh, Ronald Jones only has one catch in his last, I believe, three or four games, while Leonard Fournette has 14 catches in his last three games and 17 targets. He's clearly the back they're using as a pass catcher. Um, I think he goes over three and a half receptions rather easily. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good look. I'm going to tail that one. Might as well add on to it. Leonard Fournette over 226.5 receiving yards at plus 135. The Bucks finish in the bottom half of the league when it comes to receiving yards by running backs. However, I think the Chiefs are going to bring a ton of blitz packages this game, for like different exotic blitzes from all over the field. That should open the door for Fournette to have like kind of a big role in the passing game. I think 26.5 is definitely a good look at plus 135. Yeah, I like that too. I actually didn't know his uh, receiving yards were in plus odds, so I might, yeah. I might actually switch my bet to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my next one, largest lead, 14 and a half. I think I'm going to take the under. It's minus 108 odds, so pretty much a coin flip. I don't think a team runs away in this game. Yeah. I, I, I envision a close game, heavily contested both ways. I mean, you always do have the chance of like a pick six or a, Mahomes just puts up points so easily, but I think you're getting that hook at 14 and a half. So it's one team going over three scores over. I don't, I don't see that happening. So I'm going to take the under there. Yeah, that's a solid bet. I, I really like that one. I don't, I don't think it's going to be high. Like I don't think there's going to be a team running away with it either. Yeah. So I, I like that one a lot. All right. So let's get into some of my anytime touchdown bets. I got two of them here. Patrick Mahomes anytime touchdown plus. 275. Mahomes entered the championship weekend with a concussion and turf toe. I don't, he showed zero symptoms of an injured toe or mental fatigue, in my opinion. Mahomes was literally at his best two weeks ago. Andy Reid didn't hold him back at all. He was moving around the block just fine. And it's important to remember that he scored a rushing touchdown in the Chiefs' first playoff game before the toe injury. Um, he scored one last year, I believe, correct? I think yeah, he did. Yeah, you got the first. Exactly. There you go. So, he again, so when it comes to Super Bowl – the quarterback rushing, I think, becomes more amplified because, look, these these guys got to do whatever it takes to get that ball in the end zone quarterback to realize that. 
And when he gets in, when he gets into the red zone, he loves to maximize his legs. I I think plus two seventy five is too low. Like I would have liked to see it up in the three hundred four hundred range, but I still like that bet. I'm going to take it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, I it's been two weeks now. I actually I think Mahomes is a hundred percent. That's what Seth. So do I. Yeah. So do I. He, he guessed that he was going to be a hundred percent. It's been two weeks, so I don't I don't think the toes a factor. I like that. Yep. Um, my next bet. I'm going to take sacks in the game over four at plus 105. And I'm kind of, this is kind of a blanket pick right here. I'm probably going to do about a quarter of a unit on each of these. Right now, Jason Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett, they're over under a 0 0.5 plus 120. Vita Vea and Sue over half a sack plus 295. I could see one of them getting, getting to Mahomes. And even Chris Jones at over half a sack. Plus yep. one fifty. So I almost paid my ticket. The Chris Jones one, I was really close. Yeah, I I think that one's actually my favorite of those mm -hmm. five players because he he's just a dynamic player, mm -hmm. and all those at plus odds, even over sat four sacks at plus odds. I I see pressure in this game. Now I do also see Mahomes getting rid of the ball quickly, often like I said earlier, but I still envision some third and longs where. That's where the Buccaneers are at their best. I believe they're fifth in the league in pressure rate on third down. So if the if the Chiefs are in any third and long, I I really like the Buccaneers to get after Mahomes. Yep, yep. I I really I think there's going to be some chaos in the backfield this game too. I I, I agree. Um. All right. My I need some touchdown bet for the Buccaneers. My favorite one. Um. I liked Bray. I Bray made my ticket. Um. But he, we Jill already talked about it, so I'm going to go my other one, which I actually still like. This one's a little bit of a long shot. Scotty Miller, your boy, warns he plus Woo! 475. Look, Antonio Brown missed last week's, last week's game to an injury. It looks like he's going to play, but I'm expecting a little bit of a snap count from Brown. So insert Scotty Miller here. Miller's a burner, man. This guy can run. He ran an under 4-4 at the Combine. We saw his speed last week. He burned Kevin King. He had a 39-yard touchdown on the first half's final play last week. And I think they're going to give him looks. Like the Bucks need to, sp to spread the field. They need to go deep. Miller's their guy to do that. Um, and I think they're going to try to maybe take a couple shots. I don't think he has a big game reception wise. I could see like a, a 30 yard touchdown though, just like last week. I think it's worth a look at plus 475. Oh yeah. I love me. Love me some Scotty Miller. Yeah, I, I love might, Scotty. I might yep. jump on that. Yeah. Uh, one of my, this is one of my favorite bets. I'll definitely be taking this one. Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady, plus 255. I don't know. Am I missing something? Why are those odds so high? Well, it's because Vegas doesn't think they, the Chiefs are going to win the game. doesn't think the Bucks are going to win the game. Yeah, but if they do, yeah. like Tom Brady's a shoe in. I don't get why the, the money line is plus 150 and Tom Brady MVP is plus 255. I, I basically think that those are the same bet. So mm -hmm. I'm taking Tom Brady plus 255. Yep, that's a good one. I, he would be the guy I'd take if I would think the Bucks are going to win. Um, so we each got one bet left on our game pick, and my, one, my last bet is pretty simple. Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl MVP. He's actually minus 105. Um, on uh, on cool bet right now, so that's a good look, Warrens. If you if you're looking at if I noticed that the, the odds there have been the best, so definitely take a look there. Um, look, I have a tough time seeing a scenario where if the Chiefs win, Mahomes doesn't win MVP. Jill talked about it earlier on the show. If Mahomes wins, if the Chiefs win, he's probably going to win it. The last two times a non-quarterback won the Super Bowl MVP, the winning team's quarterback had a below 72 passer rating. I have a very hard time seeing Patrick Mahomes having a below 72 passer rating in this game. Chiefs' money line is currently set at minus 159. 
Mahomes MVP at minus 105, way better value there. So if you're if you're looking at if you're looking at just putting your money into the Chiefs winning the football game, just put it on Mahomes winning the MVP. In my opinion, um, I think he wins Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, no, I and that's another bet where I'm surprised the odds aren't heavier, like closer to the money line odds. Yeah, but anyways, my last bet before we pick the point spread, and this is gonna give away my point spread <laughs> pick. Um, Tampa Bay to win the game by one to six points. Plus four twenty-five. That's a good look. I love that because yeah. I I can't envision the Buccaneers winning this game big. I do think they have a very realistic chance of winning this game. So at one to six at plus four twenty-five, I love that bet. I love that look too. Um, if I was going to pick the Bucks, and that would be the kind of the point total three in that one to six range. So I like that. All right. So by now you probably know who we're picking. Um, I really want to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this game. I looked at every angle. Um, I, I tried to figure out like kind of matchups that work. The only thing I could really get behind was the front four dominating. Um, and, and I think that's what's going to have to happen. However, I just – I can't do it. I cannot pick against the Kansas City Chiefs right now. And, and it sucks to say because like I've been so – not down on the Chiefs per se, but like I think they've been beatable. These past six, seven weeks, no one's just kind of – kind of done it and came up and snatched it from him. I think Buffalo ran into them at the perfectly wrong time. I think the Browns probably had the best chance. Um, I, I think they're just too simply too good. I think I'll, what I think actually a good way to judge this game is by looking at the previous game back in week 12. The Bucks threw a lot at them on defense. Like the Tyreek held 269 yards and three touchdowns, and it was easy. It was done easily. Um, I, I have a very hard time believing the Bucks are going to win this game. I do think it's going to be close. Um, I think it will be at least – I think it will be in that seven to four-point range um, that she was going by. But uh, I'm going to take them – I'm going to take the minus – we, we're waiting till the kickoff for the spread, right? Yeah, we're just going to okay. do whatever the final so, line is. Yeah, so my, minus three, minus three and a half, I, I would take both of those. Um, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. All right. Uh, everybody knows I'm on the Bucs. Yeah. And I, <laughs> The main the main reason is I do think the front four can get pressure, but I also don't think it's being talked enough about how I think that the Tampa Bay offensive line can control the line of scrimmage as well. I think they have the better units on the in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And if it is a close game like we're both expecting, I, I just want Tom Brady. I've I've seen it too many times. I just I, I envision this guy driving down the field to win the game and it's just like at the end of the day you'll be saying wow tom why did i bet against tom Brady? yeah that's I, that's I, part of the reason why i'm taking the chiefs because last year i took the 49ers and watching trying to bet against patrick mahomes that sucked i'm not doing that again yeah that's true that's a very good point i just yeah. i just i i have this team of destiny vibe around yeah. tom brady right now the way that that their team is playing the energy they've been playing with they they just clearly believe in tom brady why wouldn't they and i i just i think they got that team of destiny vibe around them i think the i think the chiefs and patrick mahomes are going to be right back there next year yeah um so time to flex my muscles a little bit before the before the year we had our uh, we had our uh super bowl or, or season predictions i had the Tampa Bay buccaneers in the super bowl you did yeah I picked that one right, so um, I don't think they're going to win it. I picked the Ravens over the Bucks um, in the Super Bowl, uh, so I'm going to go with the AFC team beating them. Um, but man, yeah. this is going to be this is going to be one hell of a game. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it. Again, that was Gilles Gallant of Odd Shark. Make sure to check out his work there. He's great at what he does. 
Make sure to check out my work at the National Football Post. We have game previews. We have I have anytime touchdown bets, national anthem bets. I have Patrick Mahomes versus Brady bets. I have my seven best bets on there. Make sure to check out my work there. And we'll talk to you later. Enjoy the game.